how are you going to go to an open mic in Wedgwood and boo? Like, you should boo yourself for going in the first place, because what are you expecting? Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We're our twice-weekly podcast about the show Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios of Manchac, Texas. And on Mondays, we bring you a recap of what the guys talked about during the previous week of TVTL. Then on Fridays, we usually present an interview with a fan where they get to play their favorite moment from the show's history, or we put some clips together with a theme uh, but when we have a fifth Friday in a month, which seems to happen every few months, we treat y'all to a trip down memory lane with our very own. And this might be the last time we are truly able to call her that. Uh, as from the 90 Day Fiance Studios in Finney Ridge, uh, neighborhood of Seattle, Washington, Phyllis Fletcher joins me. Hello, P. Was I accurate in that statement? Is this it for you? This is it. I think our plan, we're recording this in advance, but I think our plan is for this to be a first Friday. Right. Oh, first Friday. Yeah, not fifth Friday. So this will be the first Friday of December. Yes, yes. It's been so long that, uh, you know, um, I can see how that could have gotten a little jumbled (laughs) in there. But yeah, we haven't talked in a long time, Mike. Well, you were you were under um, contract not to be recording at this juncture where people are hearing this. Right. So we recorded this actually pretty well in advance. So um, you are de- you were definitely finished with a PH um, <laughs> as a host or co-host or a featured guest of this show as of um, the the release of this show. And that makes me really sad, Phyllis. Yeah, it is sad. It was it was actually a tough thing for me to think about and talk about, especially when it first happened. And actually, when I told Andrew I couldn't do TBTL anymore, I cried. That was tough. Oh. That was really tough. I have a little bit of leeway. Um, so my, my drop dead date is actually in March. They carved out a little bit of an exception for me but as far as the special special slot i have on lrb that seems like the end of the calendar year was a good time to close it out so uh we might have a little Mm -hmm. little extra fun at christmas but then i will i will pass the torch back to you guys oh that would be great if you could join us for for some of our christmas uh celebrations Mm -hmm. christy was so excited about christmas that we drew our secret santas um (laughs) two months ago yes uh, and, and when I say two months ago, and we're talking about a delay here yeah. before this comes out in December, yes. believe me, it was a summer month yeah. when we chose our secrets. Yeah. Yeah, so so we'd be excited to have you. I know um, Chris would be out of her mind excited. Yeah. Um, so you've handpicked some clips from the radio days as a farewell gift for the LRB listeners. Yes. Have you not? Yes. These are my last ones. So I really wanted to to just dig around in that final um, radio year of TBTL 2009 and find those gems that I just hadn't gotten to yet. Well, I look forward to that. And But this since this is the last time mm-hmm. that we get to have you, I'm going to do exactly what the nice lady Christy Wise always accuses me of doing, and that's some gotcha journalism. You didn't know that what I was going to be talking to you about on the While We, while we Have You segment right. until just before recording so you kind of had to be okay with it yes. because there is no backup yes <laughs> plan so um are are you down for this yes what i whatever i have to ask you okay i am uh, phyllis i've always been 
fascinated by people like you. Uh, and people like you, um, I'm not being racist. I mean high energy people. <laughs> yeah. People like yeah, you. You people. <laughs> I I mean high energy people because I'm I'm a low energy person and by that I don't mean like I'm I'm sleepy or I'm you know, I'm half lidded eyes all the time <laughs> or that I'm high all the time or whatever. Uh-huh. I I mean that I don't get I don't get worked up, excited uh, about a lot of things, and I I don't I don't engage with a lot of things. I mean, I, I have I have decent to high energy when I do engage with things or people, but I don't do it as often as high energy people do. Yeah. Like like seemingly all day and all night long. And you, <laughs> Phyllis, I know this from being in a group chat with you. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I know that you are engaged with us in that group chat. I know that um, we'll get to Facebook in a minute. Uh-huh. But, uh, you're engaged because of the nature of your work. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it was an ideal job for you because, you know, you probably didn't like being in, engaged in your job 24, 24-7 mm-hmm. like you were with the uh, Northwest News network but you were and you were so good at it how is anyone else going to be able to do that and did you enjoy it i mean what how 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 phyllis yeah how yeah wow well i have to say big picture i'm amazed that it's it's so funny the difference between how other people look at us and how we see ourselves which is uh something Mm -hmm. that bobby and i explored on our last episode but um I think I'm a slug. I really do. Like, you know, in in chat, I'm always, like, joking and calling myself a lazy hoe because Uh I I feel that way a lot. Like, there, I just, I'm always thinking about the things I'm not doing. Um, But, but Phyllis, when you talk about yourself like that, you know, you say you're a lazy hoe or whatever, usually you're referring to, like, not not loading the dishwasher or not folding a load of laundry. Yeah. I'm talking about being engaged in life. Yeah. Like you were, you were out there so many hours a day. Yeah. Like, okay. So an example, mm-hmm. we released uh, our LRB show. I mean, we don't, we don't socialize it to, um, to social media until the next day, but usually the show comes out during the middle of the night yeah. so you can download it. Yeah. Like I woke up <laughs> because, because I'm, you know, I'm legless and I have no, no life myself. <laughs> I woke up at like four in the morning and I I was looking at my messages and and I was looking at the chat and you were like going down the list of things that had happened on the show. And and I didn't even know the show had been in the feed yet. Yeah. And and I was like, what the fuck? And it was like it was like from an hour ago, which would have been like two or three your time. What's going on? Do you do you sleep? Right. Yeah, you know, um, I do have a problem winding down and getting myself to sleep. Um, I I think um, that one, it was a little earlier than that. It might have shown up on a delay over on your end, but um, I remember being very... You like, always say shit like that. You always say shit like that. Oh, it's probably some delay. No. But I really, so. I, now I want to look. Hmm. Let me just look. Let yeah. me just see what it says. Now I'm going to do my little reporting, my little detective work. Yeah, there is okay. a two hour LRB. time difference. So sometimes I have to allow okay. for that. You know. Right. Okay. So I put, I started that at um, 
quarter to midnight my time <laughs> you had some good lines i had to i had to give you props for <laughs> thank you no it i was appreciate so it funny. <laughs> yeah yeah i just i don't i mean i guess i mean the things that i am into and i am energetic about i've like pr- for probably probably since i was in like fifth grade or whatever i've loved just sitting around talking shit on the phone right and this mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. the modern equivalent of that and then ever since my college days that's when I started skipping class to listen to the radio. And so anything about like listening to people talk and then talking about what they said that, you know, is is legit and fair game and not in like a gossipy or mean way or something. But like mm-hmm. to actually talk to you guys and have access to you guys about your recordings and stuff is and your shows is amazing. I love doing that. Um, that's why like the other day we were in a chat, you and I, um, now I'm going to hijack kind of like how Luke does sometimes and talk about Howard Stern. But um, I was like saying how I wish I just had one friend who listened to Howard Stern. Like then, mm-hmm. you know how you always have those things of like, then my life would be perfect. But like, that's a that's a real focus for me sometimes. It's like something so hilarious and awesome will happen on Howard that I just wish I had one person to talk to about it. And I, te- I text mm-hmm. Luke and Andrew about it sometimes, but they kind of go in and out um, on their listening to it. Um, but like, I just love that I have access to you guys who has, you guys have this, we have this shared deep well of knowledge about TBTL and I can just talk Mm -hmm. to you guys about it whenever I want. Like, I love that. It's so fun. (laughs) So, you know, and I I like fun (laughs) and I like, Uh, I, I liked at my old job. Um, this was so much fun for me. I mean, my reporters, they're awesome. And I would just like sometimes I would just like hijack them and just talk about weird stuff Mm -hmm. that like that their stories reminded me of or like oh here's a way we could explain that to people because their their knowledge is so specific and so niche Mm -hmm. that a lot of times what I'm listening for is they're you know they're so opposite to me and they're so comp their knowledge was so complementary to mine that I was listening for what's the overlap where we could seize on right. that to make it something that everybody will understand and I love doing that I've always had this thing um and see notice how you can't stop me talking right now like I've I've when I'm around introverts I kind of become the opposite of that and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm listening for like what is it? What are they into? What What is it that they like? What is something that they would want to talk about um, to t- kind of take the focus on, off of them, but onto another thing that they might be into? And um, I love that. I just love all of those things. I love interacting with people and hearing their ideas. Um, those are things that I really, really love doing. Well, I can see how as a manager and an editor in your position, when when your reporters have very specific knowledge about something uh but you know you're you know they're speaking to a, a wider audience looking for ways to broaden broaden it out and then also when when they when they're being too broad and you know then you look for ways to make something specific for your audience you know to balance to find a balance there oh i you do know, to, i love that so much that that was another thing that my rec- my reporters made they made some like farewell recordings for me and they also made like mm-hmm. a little montage for me when I won a big award this past summer and it was played in front of other people and it was really amazing and I loved how like they were saying here are some things that you say all the time 
and and <laughs> a lot of them were a lot of the things were about getting more specific into what people were talking about when they were interviewing the the person and a lot of times mm -hmm. one of the things i'll ask is like uh, on the tape what did they say right before that and it helps us like write in to what the person was saying and mm -hmm. um you know how did he how did he explain xyz thing and well a lot of times use that use that person's language in describing what we're trying to talk about in the story. And I do love, like, you know, it's me sitting there eating the popcorn. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that what happened. What happened before that? Yeah. And, you know, mm -hmm. what did you see when you got there? And just all those things. I love those things. Well, I, um, I want to talk to you about your personal relationships sure which but but before we get to that you we were talking about uh the group chat that we're in two group chats together yes. one we call the big chat yeah. there's like probably 12 to 15 people 16 people depending on who gets mad and leaves and you know <laughs> who, like you who does who you either throw doesn't yourself get a joke. out and yeah like i've reinserted <laughs> who, you many times who <laughs> who either doesn't get a joke or, or right. does get a joke and, yeah. and and removes themselves or whatever. So yeah. it's a big chat and it and it it rolls around. And right now, I mean, uh, this show's coming out in December. We, we will have unless unless I said this, we would have long forgotten the fact that we were discussing um, consumer reports uh, <laughs> about uh, washing, washing machines. machines. I mean, it's been going yeah, on sorry for hours. About that. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's been going on for hours and hours. So I know. So that kind of thing goes on in that yeah. chat. And then we have, of course, the LRB chat that you were talking about yes. earlier where where we, we talk about show-related stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, we do per we talk about personal stuff there too, but generally that goes in the big chat. And then the, the, the LRB thing is, is reserved for show chat. Yeah. Like, it's hard. It's hard enough to be involved in two of those things for a low energy person yeah. like me yeah. you can can you can you tell me because i've never asked you this i was kind of saving yeah. it for this an opportunity like this ah. can you tell me how many group chats you're in and how many pages you subscribe <laughs> to uh and like what's your engagement level in facebook um because if, if you i mean i'm pretty engaged in facebook for a yeah. 52 year old man i'm I'm pretty engaged in Facebook, but yeah. even even I, I mean, I have my limits. I didn't even I didn't even Facebook about my second amputation just yeah. because of Facebook fatigue. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I don't I, I don't need everybody feeling sorry for me. You know, another another six months mm -hmm. of of, of mm -hmm. people feeling bad for me. Mm -hmm. So uh, and I I just didn't have that. I don't have the energy to answer it all. So yeah. I would tell people privately who who you know who I knew really really cared and who who I've met and know and, and love and and all that but yeah. um but I don't have the energy for for to 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 be that engaged but how many give me some stats how many group <laughs> chats how many pages uh, yeah. and how much time yeah I mean I have it open all the time um I I'm mostly in the chats and not general Facebook, but I do seem to post something like at least a few times a week, I think, on, on regular Facebook. But um, I'm in three group chats. So I'm in two with you, and then I'm in one that's completely separate that I mentioned um, 
on I mentioned a um, a couple of appearances ago when I was on with Christy, I said that I was in a group chat um, that started for a completely separate reason. And then um, a few times a week, it's become a 90 day fiance recap. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but it started for a completely different reason to do with supporting hey, a friend. Quick tangent on 90 day. Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> it's on, it's on, it's on TLC. Yes. Right? Yeah. Didn't, isn't, didn't TLC start out as the learning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was an educational channel, yeah, right? It was a quick um, uh, descent to the bottom of the barrel, I guess, for them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very that, ridiculous. No one's more in need of a name change than that because it, yeah. cause that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Every time I hear some show that's on TLC, I'm like, what are we yeah. learning over there? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> Not good behavior. No, no. And it's just, I mean, like I said, I can explain that show. I can't defend it. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I can't defend my watching of it. But I always try Mm -hmm. to learn something from their production techniques. You know, I really do. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. I see how you're... I do, but... You're weaseling, but, it, I mean, weaseling out of that one. No, I'm not. I'm saying it's it's ridiculous, but it is funny how many times it would come up with like some of my more dignified reporters uh, because I would crowbar it in to mm-hmm. to our discussion about things. But I would be like, "Do you watch any reality shows whatsoever?" And they'd be like, "No, I do not." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed this one thing, you know," and they'd be like, "Huh." Um, you know, and it would have to do with something like, you know, suspense or how, yeah. you know, and I mean, their, yeah. their, their ethics are completely different than ours. So they they do lots of things that we would never do, but yeah. So very manipulative. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy. Stuff, yeah. If you're aware of it, you're, if you're a self-aware and then be aware of how that stuff works, it's, it's fun to watch the machine. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch them work, you know, because they're artists, the people that make yeah. these shows in in their way. Yep. And I'm watching it. So, you know, I'm not trying to crap on it. Or, you know, I mean, right. it's, it's terrible. But like, I'm like, well, I'm sitting there watching it. So that really. It oh, says I would totally. If, <laughs> oh, believe me, Phyllis, if 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 you showed me more than 10 minutes of You'd it, be I'd in. be all in. Yeah, I would be fucking in. Yeah. I mean, I I would be in like like whenever I get. <laughs> caught you know in one of those hotel situations or whatever where tv is very limited or whatever yep you know you find yourself watching fucking storage wars and and i've been <laughs> limited in tv right now i'm looking at yeah. i'm look i'm looking directly at a tv that's completely covered with cardboard and protective tape from the move so we don't <laughs> we have not hooked up our tv so the only tv i have had yeah. for the last month or two is on my phone and it's um, Christy and Jeremy's uh, Xfinity cable account, Aww. and and very little of that am I allowed to watch from uh, my phone because they they're pretty um, uh, Xfinity is pretty protective of it. They know that you're you know that you're cheating in from uh, Manchac, Texas, yeah. so they don't let you watch any of the local channels or any football or anything. So I've been watching Shark Tank oh. at night. Yeah. For a couple hours. Okay. And that's trash. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> some of the pro- products are legitimate or whatever, but it's pretty trashy and it's a manipulative show. And, and yeah, I can see, I can see all the wires working and it's, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. And, but 
but reality TV will suck you in like that. Oh yes. You know, like 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 I mentioned, if you're if I'm in a hotel room, yeah, Storage Wars. Yep. Okay. Well, there I uh, I just watched four Storage Wars. Is my life any better? No. But I, if I ever if I ever am doing reality TV, I I just saw four tricks <laughs> of making people come back. Yeah. You know, from the break and make people come back for the next show. Right. Oh it's yeah. Insane. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you could see the women that I talked to about this show like we're all very accomplished <laughs> um, you know just people who work in different um, mm-hmm. facets of you know very respected careers and um, you know some women are doing amazing things raising their children and just all kinds of stuff um, but this is where we get th- this is the get down nine <laughs> zero mm-hmm. DF <laughs> Mm-hmm. We are down. And um yeah, it's it's uh it's it's very silly, but I mean, I kind of look at it as kind of like a modern version of Dallas or Dynasty or Falcon Crest or something like that where you're kind of like, you know, like you're you're kind of looking up to them and looking down on them at the same time mm-hmm. for reasons that are completely manufactured. And um I find it fascinating and definitely very easy to get sucked into yeah and it's such an accelerated pace like back in the day you know um when i was like a teenager or whatever you know those shows like you're talking about like dallas and falcon crest yeah like they they would suck people in but you had to wait you know so long for anything to actually happen like the pace of these reality shows is very satisfying for 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 people that um you know, like yourself yes. and these these other these other people, you know, because it's happening quickly and there's a lot to talk about, you know, because you, can you imagine having to get by for like seven months on, hey, who who do you think did this or right? Who do you think did yeah, that? Yeah, re- no, remember the cliffhanger, the Dallas cliffhanger was like 1981 or something. Who shot Jr. Mm-hmm. And all summer, right. my mom was like, if it's Crystal, I'm done. I'm just done. Like, I think my mom quit Dallas twice, and that was the second time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have to wait that long no. for a 90-day fiance. No People would riot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be crazy. <laughs> okay, so I, I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to insinuate that you were like a Facebook person in the fact that you post all the time right. and, and like you're trying to. No, I mean, you're, you're not that person, but you are engaged. Yes. With us, yes. uh, in our chats, and and with with these other people, so much, and also, you know, I'm, we were talking about your work and how engaged you are there. Let me let me take the third leg of that yeah. engagement stool, mm-hmm. and that is your personal relationships. To me, it's absolutely exhausting <laughs> to try to keep track of all of the people that you all of the people from your life mm-hmm. from your childhood from your <laughs> college days yeah. from your earlier work days from your modern work days yeah. since you changed careers yeah. that you keep in touch with that you go out with yeah. that and i mean balancing that also with with having a a husband so he's got a family yeah. and then you've got gus and all of the 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 bullshit that you have to drag him around to <laughs> yeah. you know with the guys with the ankle tattoos and the and the at the do, the smelly foot dojo yeah. and 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 the the poopy pool yeah i mean yeah. how how 
how do you do it? How do you how do you stay friends? Well, because I I've made so many great friends in my life and really like like deep meaningful relationships that I no longer really take part in. I mean, if, when when I get back together, the rare occasions when I get back together with these old friends, it's great and I'm way way back engaged and it's and it's um and it's fantastic. But you you've kept all seemingly <laughs> all of these things going. Yeah. How the fuck do you do that? Well, says the low energy guy. Right, yeah. It's funny because, you know, to I once again I'm thinking of like all the ways in which I am a slothful person and I think I conserve energy in enough parts of my life that it does Like 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 if I stopped loading the dishwasher, do you think that I <laughs> I would call my old friend John Hedegaard and catch up? You could try it. You could that try. sounds like pretty good advice, actually. Yeah, why not? Just leave leave the kitchen a mess yeah. and let's go let's go talk let's with go John. Let's see what yeah. John's up to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it is true that Facebook does make it a lot easier than before, and it's uh-huh. it's unfortunately true that the friends I have who aren't on there or aren't on there very much. Like, I have one really really good friend who calls it the tool of the devil. And just yeah. will never, ever use it in a million years. Like, I I really don't know as much what's going on with her. And I don't see her as much because there's no casual like, hey, what's up? Oh, hey, I saw you did this, blah, blah. And it's silly that Facebook, I've let Facebook commodify my friendships that way. Um, uh-huh. But to a certain extent, I have and I have to take responsibility for that. But um, it's it. It's also true that since having Gus, I don't actually go out. Like, as much as you see me going out now, I used to go out way more before Gus. Mm-hmm. Way more. Um, and so a lot of it now is virtual. But, like, I'm okay with that because I feel like it's one of those things that will probably change again. But but you're always going out to lunch with this person, out to dinner with this person. When you go on the road, you're always catching up with with that person and the other person it's yeah it's a whirlwind i mean i i get exhausted just <laughs> reading about it well that's a thing too where because i do have to travel for my job i'm like okay since i have to do this i'm gonna get out of it what i can you know since mm-hmm. i know i'll be tired and if i'm changing uh, time zones i'll be a little off anyway um but I'm like, you know, let me go for it while I'm here and at least see who I can. So um, I like I like doing that because then it makes me not feel so put upon and not like such a big baby about the fact that I have to travel for my job. Uh-huh. So I hope okay. that, you know, what if my job sends me to Austin at some point? I'm going to kick it with you guys. So come on now. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> going like, to come find you. <laughs> I mean, like like I said, I, I when I say I'm a low energy person, it just means that I I am not engaging in things as often, you know, yeah. uh, when I'm engaged, I mean, people know from this show, when I'm engaged, I'm engaged, I, I get worked yeah. up, I get, I start crying, I start making, I start insulting John Moe, I mean, I, I mean, I'd get, <laughs> I get excited, you know, yeah. so, oh. so it's not like, it's not like I don't have the energy, it's just like, I don't, I'm not out there as much as you are with it, and I'm fascinated by people that are high energy Aww. so that's why i wanted to talk to you about it and and uh and i guess if i take anything away it's like i need to ignore some of the some of the housework that i do and uh, <laughs> don't tell emily i said that i'll be in trouble <laughs> yeah this house would be a disaster no maybe that's bad advice <laughs> yeah it might be terrible yeah <laughs> well 
All right. Well, um, I guess I got all the answers that I needed. I, I just, how, well, I, I guess the, the final answer that everybody would want to know is like, how much do you sleep? No, <laughs> not as much as I should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I, I'm, I really, for a long time now, I've been a total night owl. Like when I had a choice and could set my hours back mm-hmm. when I was in software, I was working um, 10 to 6 or 10 to 7 or whatever. I mean, okay. you know, let's not front. Everybody eats lunch at their desk these right, days. So right. this lunch hour thing, I think, is BS. So, you know, I'd work 10 to 6, 10 to 7, like going in at 10. That was perfect. Like when I was at a grocery store in high school and during the summer, like my ideal hours were 11 to 7. I love that because I love staying up late. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but now I don't have that luxury. I have to be up. Um, I have to be out the door by about 7.30 or 7.25 if I can. And then I have my first conference call at 8. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, but I still have that night owl clock for whatever dumb reason. So I'm almost always up past midnight. So, yeah, I, I'm the most hours of sleep I'm getting during the week is usually about seven. And that's silly. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. really ridiculous. And it's my doing like it's dumb. But I think anybody, anybody who knows you, at least in the capacity that I know you or in the in the um, uh, capacity is the wrong word. Anyway, anybody who know knows you the way that I know you would have guessed four or five. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah. But I'm glad to hear seven because we want you. We love yeah. you, Phyllis, and we want you to live. Thank you. Thank you. And we yes. know. And we know getting at least seven um, yeah. will will. Uh, it's not going to shorten your life too much. Right. 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 I'll be on the planet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I do that when I get into real lazy town when I possibly can, I also take naps on the weekend. I don't mm-hmm. know if that helps me stay on the planet longer, but I love it. Yeah, naps <laughs> I are, really do. Naps are goddamn yeah. fantastic. Yep. All right, well, I'll leave you I'll leave you alone. That's the last time <laughs> I'll have you, I guess. I guess uh, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, we shall see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll ambush yeah. you on the Christmas show. With some right, ha- you could some do hard that. hitting questions. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank but you. let's talk about uh, let's talk about TBTL. You have a couple clips from uh, from Jen. Uh, yep. This is the best. So as we all know, Jen is the best, and Jen is at her best when she is describing something embarrassing. And TBTL is at its best in general. Uh, it, with delving into embarrassment. I love yep. that. And so um, specifically, um, this is the kind of embarrassment that happens in public when the stakes are raised. Mm-hmm. And um, these are getting kicked out of restaurants. We always expect Luke to get kicked out of stuff, but when Jen does, it's even funnier. So um, we're going to hear two clips back to back from 2009 and we'll kick off with Luke and Jen reacting to a news story about a celebrity getting kicked out of a restaurant. And Jen has some sage words of advice. It is tough the first time. <laughs> what was the first restaurant you were ever thrown out of? Well, I was thrown out of this club that I think is closed down now in, down in Belltown called Medusa. Oh, my God. A, why were you there? And it was B- somebody's birthday party. And somebody was um, one of the people at the party kept... You know how there's certain people who just they love to get up on stuff to dance. Yes, and they and they just keep doing it over and over. Yeah. So somebody in our group kept doing that, yeah. and the security guard kept coming over and saying, "You can't dance up there." Yeah. And she kept doing it. And so then he said, "You're all out of here." And Were you that somebody? Nope. Nope. But I got my arm grabbed. I hate that. 
I hate that so much. I hate that when when security guard grabs your arm and then they just pull you through the place until you find yourself out the front door. And then I said, I don't have my coat. He said, where is it? I'm like, it's in the coat check. So he said, give me a dollar. Can you believe that? I'm like, wow. I'm not tipping for that. He's like, you're not going to tip the coat check person? I'm like, no, I just paid my cover charge. I've only been here for 15 minutes. I just got thrown out. I you, just want my you coat. You got kicked out just because your friend was dancing on top of something or because you got into it with them when they were telling your friend not to dance on something? Well, no, I was just saying, back off, back off. She'll get down. Just hold on. Back off. He's like, I've already asked you twice. I'm like, well, calm down. Nobody's hurt. So you that. got into it with him. I didn't use bad language and right, I but, didn't right. grab his arm or touch him. Right. But you got into it with him. Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious about the – I just wanted to know what the thing – No, I, I, I probably did get into it with him a little bit, but I certainly wasn't like being belligerent or swearing. Did the private yelling. dancer get kicked out? Yeah, everybody got kicked oh, out, but group. I'm the only one who got my arm grabbed, I guess, because I was – Yeah. And you were not with Jason at this point? Like, this was no. all ladies? It was all ladies. I see. Uh, and you've been kicked out of Nobu in Las Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Where you still uh, apparently are afraid to go back. Mm-hmm. You haven't been kicked out of the Rimrock Steakhouse, but there's – <laughs> a certain kind of fatwa that was put out informally by the people there when you sang Mustang Sally. Anywhere else? Yeah, and I got kicked out of um, a place in um, Wedgwood, and this one was The really- Wedgwood Broiler? No, not the Wedgwood Broiler. It's across the street, and it has like a violin. The Fiddler's Inn? Yeah. You got, got kicked out of the Fiddler's Inn? Yeah, and you know what was that horrible That place is run it? by gnomes. <laughs> the worst part about that one is that they also grabbed my arm, and they, and they took me outside, and they set me down on my bottom. You know when people say they got thrown out on their ass? Yes, yes. Well, I didn't like, they didn't like pick me up and throw me out and I landed. They placed but they took you though, me out on your keister. They, they placed me on my bottom. What led up to that? Booing. You booed someone. Mm-hmm. Who did you boo? Which has really led to a lot of my nowadays not believing in booing. I see. You learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. What, what were you, you're booing a performer there, a fiddler? No, they weren't a fiddler. It was like a duo. And what, what was it? That you didn't like about them so much that you that you felt the need to boo them. Well, first of all, I'm not proud of my behavior. I'm okay. not saying it was good, totally, but totally. it was like an open mic night. Yeah. I think I might have actually been there to see The Mummy now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, that sounds about right. But somehow I was there and then these this two this pair got up and they were doing a horrible Indigo Girls and I just started booing. Like their harmony was awful. It's like, have you even heard this song? Really? And then... They they did. What, did the crowd turn against you, or did it just the security come up and grab you by the arm and just say? I think the crowd turned against me. <laughs> <laughs> have you been? Have you noticed though that in your thirties you've been kicked out with much less regularity? Like, do you feel like you're learning from these? Mm-hmm. I've only been kicked out once in my thirties, and that was at Nobu. Okay, that's good. You're growing. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, and I still believe to this day that the only reason I was kicked out of Nobu is because Johnny Knoxville was in there. And mm-hmm. I think that it was like, we have a celebrity in here. There can't be any loud noise. Like, yeah. well, don't bother the celebrity. We have a celebrity in here who's um, peeing on the sashimi and then making his uh, tiny other friend eat it. This is a class joint. <laughs> we can't have you up doing a Celine reenactment. Wasn't that what got you in trouble? Yes. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. You're a gross person. <laughs> doing it and doing it and doing it well. I love Jesus, but I drink a little. Have you ever made a terrible mistake, Jennifer, that you regretted even as even as you were yes. doing it? What was that? Well, once I I accidentally ended up having lunch at the Ivy. Oh, in in L.A. That's in a L.A. Very, that's a very trendy and place. And I did not realize I was at the Ivy until I got up there, and it was five o'clock, 
in the early evening, there was not a soul in sight. There was not all the paparazzi out front. There was ivy on the walls, and that should have tipped me off. Mm-hmm. But I went up, and I said, can I get a table for two? I was with my friend. We were actually after work, so we were dressed in, like, ladies' suits. Mm-hmm. And uh, That conveyed power. <laughs> yes. Or that you had a charming two-bedroom. <laughs> exactly. In Larchmont that you wanted to show me. So I said, can I have a table for two? And she said, do you have a reservation? And I said, no, but I, you know, I'm it's totally empty. And she said, I can seat you out by the alley. And I said, okay, which right then, right then I should have left. And it, this kept happening. Leave, leave. It's in your head. Leave. Yeah. So we go in, they seat us on the alley in the very back of the restaurant. And the waiter came over and said, are you, you have to order something. And so then I realized that they probably have people come in all the time who just want to see a celebrity. Right. So so I thought, okay, you know, they're jaded. So I said, actually, you know, we'll get a bottle of wine. And we had dinner. And the waiter was super rude and mean to me the whole time. So I don't know why I did this, but at the last minute, I just decided to steal his pen. (laughs) And so I stole his pen, and then we went outside. And then the problem was that we had valet parked. So I was already just regretting the whole thing. Was it an expensive pen, or was it maybe, um, did it have a large feather on it? Was it like a quill? No. It was like it said Marriott on it or something. He stole it from somewhere else, mm. I think. Yeah. It might have been nicer than that, but it didn't seem like I was, you know, grabbing something that valuable. Right. But you it was for you it represented something. Yes. Exactly. And so then we walked outside and we had to wait for the valet. So we're standing there and my heart was kind of pounding and then the waiter came out. And he came up to me and I was standing there, it was like valet people and by then the the paparazzi had started to kind of arrive and mm-hmm. people were getting set up for seeing celebrities and he came up to me and he said did you steal my pen what <laughs> <laughs> and my heart was pounding really really fast and and i always thought that the best way to lie is look him in the eye yeah. so i looked him right in the eye and said no and he said well i think you stole it and i said no i didn't and then he went and got that same hostess and she came down and said i saw you steal it what so then they're all looking at me and i'm saying no i didn't and i'm kind of gripping my purse in a way that i'm sure is giving away yeah. the fact that the pen is in there the pen is telltale harding it mm-hmm. in your bag mm-hmm. and i was kind of sweating and nervous and i was thinking to myself you know what kind of trouble am i in here so you you're know? telling me that this was not a nice pen it was not a mont blanc no definitely not it might have been possibly a um, a bick, <laughs> but nothing beyond that. And the hostess, they've got like Jessica Simpson is coming in at some point during that night. Courtney Love is going to take a crap on someone's baked Alaska. That's going to happen at the Ivy that night. And the hostess is 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 bird dogging the pens, and if someone's stealing them. Mm-hmm. So I said no several times Mm -hmm. and then he said well i know you did it and she knows you did it and i said whatever (laughs) so then they went back and you're like how long does it take to retrieve a 1992 mercury topaz (laughs) exactly (laughs) so then the valet brings my car around and i go to get in it and he says it's ten dollars and i said oh it's not complimentary And he said no you're at the ivy (laughs) <laughs> so then the valet guy's mad at me, and all I can think of is, I got to get this pen and get the hell out of here. Yeah. And but I only have twenty dollars, and so I said, "You have change?" No, I don't have change. So then I have to go back up the stairs. What you should have written him a check with your <laughs> purloined pen. pen. <laughs> so I had to go back up the stairs to the hostess and ask her for change. At which point she said, "I know you stole that pen," and I what? said, "I just have some change." No, she won't give me change. So I ended up at that point. I'm like. I am so, I just want to go home. I'm sorry I ever came to this place. This is the worst mistake I've ever made. So I basically gave up and I went down down the stairs and I gave the valet my $20 bill and I gave him the pen. And you I gave him, him the pen? Yes. I just, it should have been one or the other. 
I gave him the 20, I gave him the pen, I got in the car, I got out of there. It was horrible. That's terrible. My favorite throwaway line from this clip is when Luke talks about the telltale pen. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that me, was good. To me, the, the, the payoff for the telltale pen, if you were like telling this in some sort of a graphic format, would be yeah. the, the pen leaking through her purse. <laughs> Totally. You know, like the end of her yeah. purse just dripping on the yeah. expensive tile or whatever they've got at the Ivy. Yeah, there. drinking it, dripping its cheap ass Marriott ink. <laughs> right. And her just deny, deny, deny. And then it's just yep. drip, drip with every denial, another drip. Oh, so great. Like what I... I feel so bad for her. Like, it, this is one of those things where I'm like, wait okay, a minute, I'm gonna get- wait a minute, <laughs> Phyllis. What? How can you feel bad for her here? It's hilarious. She and took a just- pin. But it was what the fuck cheap- was that? You know, they even were only making it an issue because they're like, she doesn't belong here. You know, uh, uh, I mean, she was a paying customer. And, you know, I know they categorized her as like a celebrity stalker or whatever. But what do they have, like have a spy cam on the alley tables? I mean, (laughs) I need to see the setup of this restaurant. Like they see you on the alley, but there's still a clear shot of the hostess table? Yeah, she was lying. The hostess was lying. She was doing that like just snobby. I'm a hostess at the Ivy. I saw you take it. Um, Yeah, it's a lie. That was a total lie. I don't think it was a lie. I don't think it was. How could she have seen Jen take a pen? I mean, obviously the guy knew the pen was missing, but if it really wasn't an Ivy pen, has do it, you has, think he even cared? Has any waiter in the history of waiting or waitress waitressing um, been been put off by the loss of a fucking pen? You, no. You, you lose pens. <laughs> no. You're going to lose three a night. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, yeah. And, yeah. Who cares? They were just you got, hazing you her. A they stack were, of pins. Don't even. They worry were about making it. damn sure she never came back. Yeah. Because they felt like she didn't belong there. She wasn't the type of person they want to be giving up a table to at that hour, and they just they just didn't like her. You know, they they looked her over with I'm sure what was a very cute um, casual corner suit. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> and they were just like scrub. You know, and like they they did, you know how she kept getting that feeling like I shouldn't be here, I shouldn't be here, I shouldn't be here. They were projecting and conveying that to her. Like that wasn't mm-hmm. accidental. They yeah. were doing everything they could without verbalizing it to saying like, to say, yeah, you should not be here. You know, and, One thing and it just got, about the deeper that... she got in, the more humiliating it would have been to leave. Like how are you going to walk out to a table at the alley and be like, you know what, never mind. Like that is hard and um yeah i feel sorry for jen come on man that's crazy maybe luke has heard the story before in fact he probably for sure had heard the story before but how did he let slide that she did not know that it was the ivy when that was right. the weirdest part right up front was like i didn't know it was the ivy how do you not know right. what restaurant you're going to i know when i'm going to get my beef and cheddar at arby's it's the <laughs> fucking arby's right. it says arby's right there on the sign well, um, and I, the never, Ivy is famous. It is famous. I've never seen it. And there is that whole thing of like nobody walks in L.A. Like you probably almost everywhere you go, it's pretty deliberate where you're they going. They valet parked so. for God's sakes. 
Right, right. Like I could, the one thing I could kind of see though, and maybe it would have just taken too long to explain, is like maybe she knew it was the Ivy, but it didn't really sink in what that meant until Mm -hmm. she was there trying to be a scrub and get a table without a reservation. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, wait, this is the Ivy. Like, that means something. The no but reservation I don't, I don't thing, know. That, that, that bothered me a little bit. Um, in, mm-hmm. in that like, she gets there, she's early, she sees all yeah. these tables, and then they seat her by the alley. But, you know, you can't, get, you can't get worked up about not getting a table when you don't have a reservation. You can't get worked up about the tables being empty when you're that early because... Right. They're, they're holding, holding them, them for, for six, six thirty-seven. Harvey and they Weinstein don't, and other <laughs> right, and they don't know if the scrub <laughs> like, that shows up at five forty-five is going to camp out. You know, right? So, right, right. yeah, you they're they're going to give you a shitty table or an overflow table or yeah, you know. Um, so I don't know. I am not on Jen's side generally in this story. <laughs> I, 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 you know, bad behavior on the part of the restaurant staff. Yes. Yeah. Um, poor perception on a, a lot of stuff <laughs> um, mm-hmm, and stealing mm-hmm. a pen and then not realizing <laughs> that valet parking costs money. Um, <laughs> you, these people just park your car for free. Where does this right. happen? Well, it, it happens not anywhere like in the world. I've hospitals. Right, like, there you go. There you, you know, go. Like you go. but you still have to tip. You should, yeah. But maybe she, and she I had don't a know. twenty. She didn't even anticipate yeah, that's true. tipping the valet. So that uh, part of the story falls apart as well. Uh, but I I just I always feel bad for, you know, someone who gets themselves in too deep and the other person when they could take the high road and show empathy and mm-hmm. still accomplish their goal. Yeah. Like Instead, they're just big phonies. If they wanted to show empathy and accomplish their goal of not having her there, they could have just said, I'm sorry, we're fully committed. Yeah, they could have turned her away. That's, that's <laughs> you know, totally like, true. Or, um, you know, oh, we have seats at the bar. You know, like they could have done any number of things other than technically let her in but then exclude her like that's mean girls bs you know but but what were the details of her actual exclusion did we get any of those i they, they I served her the wine way, and dinner and then she yeah. stole a pen i mean that's all yeah. we get <laughs> i think the way that the hostess icily said we you know do you have a reservation i can seat you in the alley like I think that's mean. And I know Jen stole the pen, but, and that was her kind of like act of defiance against, um, you know, being treated not so great by the hostess and the waiter. But to me, like, if you're a waiter and you see this chick and her friend in their casual corner suits and you notice your pen is missing, you go, you know what? I'm about to make $300 off of, you know, these other tables that I'm serving. And, um, you know, I see I see this mogul over there and that one over there and this starlet over here. I'm good. Yeah, I yeah. got the doo-doo and had to yeah. serve the alley table tonight. But you know what? I'm cool. Like, that, I have a job. That's another thing, IV. though. What was the tipping situation? She wasn't ready to tip the valet. So did, did the waiter <laughs> notice uh, a very large tip deficit on the part of Jen and her party and then see the pen missing and decide to make a big deal out of it? because of that it's because possible. if he'd have gotten like a 40 dollar tip from them from their you know 150 dollar tab or whatever 
you know, he probably wouldn't have freaked out, but maybe they left $10 or $15 and then he decided to be a dick. I don't know. I need a lot more details. You I'm do. like Christy on this <laughs> You need one. more reporting. <laughs> I need a lot more. I do. I, I mean, do. it is. It's very true. We're only hearing Jen's side, but I know Jen to be a responsible person, and I've, I, I know that in situations like that, when someone feels like they have the upper hand. Um, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a cat playing with a mouse, you know, when it's like half dead, you know, mm-hmm. and to me, it's like, you know, part of having to be the guy who's doing the alley seats <laughs> mm-hmm. is like, OK, these are, you know, like in his mind, yokels who don't know sure. tipping or whatever. Like, do I really have to go double down about the pen? Like, it's probably not necessary. They're probably never coming back anyway. No, that's true. That's true. No, (laughs) I'm not saying their behavior was any good, but... That was terrible. I think think everyone has to shoulder some blame here, including her friend who, you know, need to... Who her friend didn't know was the Ivy. Her friend didn't know that that valet parking, you at least have to tip. So somebody needs to have a five or a ten on them depending right, on right. how fancy the place is. And I would say at the Ivy at that point, probably, you know, at least five, probably 10 bucks. Yeah, you um, would think. In the you know, 90s, 20, yeah. 20 would have been too much. Like 20 at the Ivy right now probably is what you got to tip the valet. But back then, I mean, yeah, you needed some a smaller bill. And yeah. you, you, you didn't even think that through because you could have asked your snobby waiter for change, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> I think she just wanted to get away from him. That's true. That's true. And yeah, you don't, you'd be the old lady, you know, or the young lady or the old lady in the body of a young lady asking, <laughs> young man, before I steal your pen, because I need a pen at home to write my checks to the utility company, uh, can you break this 20 for me? And I'm going to need some ones because I need to tip the valet $2, you know, and $3 yeah. to you. Keep three right. for yourself, young man. Yeah. So yeah. I don't so know. Bad. I I I kind of, you know, I've worked so many years in the service industry and in the restaurant yes. industry. I just need more details mm-hmm. uh from the staff and and from, you know, because I love Jen and and I I'm sad that she had a super bad outing at the Ivy cuz she probably did drop quite a bit of money just because she had to on the check. There's just no getting around that. No. You can you can try to stiff the valet and you can steal pens and you can you can cheap out on the tip, but <laughs> The actual bill was probably pretty hurtful to a Jen in her early twenties. Oh think. yeah, ouch! I know it would have. I know it would have put a dent in me. Oh you yeah, know. it's kind of like when she took her parents to the Rainbow Room, right? I mean, yeah, it, she just like, kept getting hit. You got to tip this guy. You got to tip oh. that guy. Ow, ow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. The telltale pin. That is fantastic. Yeah, that was really good. I love, see, this is the, this is, that to me, I'm glad you called that out because his ability to do that is, a, I I know without a doubt, it's part of why he was successful at NPR. Um, mm-hmm. Because A, they don't expect a guy who looks like that to, um, to have been a teen dad and B they don't expect a guy who looks like that to be able to bust out with literary references right, which he can do like better that. than I can and I went to a friggin snobby school uh-huh. like he's really good at that yeah and I'm like you go boy well, <laughs> like hey that. I don't want to act like like I'm you know I was above uh 
above bad behavior, you know, at that age. Because I'll I'll tell a story on myself. Um, oh, good. <laughs> when I was in college, um, we used to go to a sandwich shop in the U District called Hoagie's Corner. It was like uh-huh. down down the hill. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It's like in Ravenna. You know, yep. down, 35th and 65th, right? It's yeah, it's, it was a uh, kitty corner to what um, Kid Valley uh, is now. Oh, and that one. OK, I know the one you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there was one in Bellevue <laughs> when I was growing up. So I, I loved Hoagie's Corner sandwiches. So yeah. we would go um, myself and um, a couple other guys and always, always with Bill Radke. And oh, um, yeah, <laughs> Bill would Bill would never get dressed for this, these occasions so he would be wearing a bathrobe and usually my basketball shoes with no socks oh god we had we both had big feet like 13s and and bill would oh, okay. bill is famous for just never putting on clothes so he always had his brown ratty bathrobe on like my dad uh-huh. used to wear my yeah. dad was green back in the day and but uh, but bill had a brown one and they're these ratty terry cloth bathrobes that if if uh, any false step and you're seeing way more than you want to. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So he didn't Bill have, did he have wearing, undies? No. So oh, Bill would be wearing God. this bathrobe and, and my basketball shoes, my, my Nikes um, oh. with no socks. And oh. we'd go to Hoagie's Corner. You know, I'd yeah. drive down usually and we'd go and we'd get sandwiches. And sometimes the place would get real busy and I would order my my British or my Italian because you know the the sandwiches were named after places in the world that that uh, that never made sandwiches like that. But <clears throat> yeah, but that's just how you distinguish them. So I'd order my right. British, and uh-huh. if they got the sandwich out in a timely manner, I would just pay for my sandwich and leave. Because you'd order, they then when the sandwich was done, they'd call you out, and then you'd come up and pay for it and leave, uh-huh. and whatever else yeah. you wanted, you'd pay for. Yeah. So. Uh, like I ordered my sandwich and if it took too long, like if it took longer than like seven or eight minutes, like longer than I thought it should take because they were never really staffed mm. properly because you know, it's, it's the U district. So they'd hire people and they'd flake out and oh you know, yeah, it wouldn't work out. Yep. So they'd be staffed pretty poorly. And after a certain amount of time, I would just, uh, I would, I would start supplementing my sandwich with a bag of chips and I would just slide a bag of chips into my into my backpack or you know okay. or I'd drop a candy bar into the the pocket in the front of Bill's ratty you know oh. um, bathrobe just uh, yeah ironically or uh, a hundred grand bar that I'd steal <laughs> just drop it in there and then later on the way home I'd reach into his pocket and then and, and try not to touch anything else besides the candy bar and get it out of there so, but, but I would just steal things as, as time elapsed, you know, and uh, if it took more than 15 minutes, I would have like way more than I could ever eat, Yeah, you know, to take, to take home along with my sandwich. So, I mean, bad behavior in quote unquote restaurants, I wasn't above it. Yeah. Uh, and I stole way more than pens. Uh-huh. Um, if you ever see Bill, ask him about, you know, and I'm sure you will ask him about yeah. his excursions to Hoagie's Corner, uh, his yeah. half-dressed excursions to Hoagie's Corner, and I and will. my stealing ways. I'll try to do that on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he his image He'd appreciate would, that. His image will really be enhanced in the in the mind minds and hearts of the uh, listeners. Oh yeah, in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. 
but I, but I never, I never panicked. Um, yeah. Just, just paid for my sandwich and left. See, that's the thing where I, I, that's where my heart really goes out to Jen that she gave them the pen in the end. Like, I'm kind of like, once you start lying, stick with it, honey. Right. You know? And so if you're going to be like, nope. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what they're talking about ever. <laughs> like, no. don't. Right. Don't decide that you eventually know what they're talking about and give them a pen. No. <laughs> don't back down, Jen. Don't do it. That's right. Speed off without <laughs> paying the valet. Dude, seriously. <laughs> don't give him no rag- raggedy ass pen back. Come on now. Oh, Forget my God. that. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that part of the story either. It's like, yeah, first, that was terrible. The, there were two parts of the story that I had a hard time believing. One was that she yeah. didn't know it was the ivy. Okay. She or her friend, right, knew it was the ivy because right. there's a chance that you don't know it's the ivy. There's a chance that right. she doesn't know it's the ivy. But what are the right. chances of two dummies rolling up <laughs> to the valet at the ivy and not knowing it's the ivy? Yeah. Right. So I didn't quite believe that. And then, and then the Uh, giving the pen back, I just couldn't uh, because it didn't fit my value system. Like, just like, uh, (laughs) just like you're saying. Yeah. Once I'm lying about that shit and and I don't have to admit it. Yeah. You know, the the cops aren't coming. No one's going to, no one's going to get into your purse. It's not dripping. It's not dripping. Like you imagine the blood coming out of the wall. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not, you know, this isn't Poe. So you yeah, don't have to right. like lose your mind and admit it. No, you, that was one of those. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, why? I'm not do it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna get one little win. I know. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, but that's that's what makes Jen great. Mm. It's just the the utter humiliation and the admission of the other. Yeah, yeah, the admission of it is, is fantastic. So crazy. Oh God. Well, what about this Medusa nonsense? Oh, the um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, where she tries to like intervene with the with the bouncer who's trying to get them out of there. I am, I am very afraid. I I, I so hesitate to do this, Phyllis, but. What? I think I need to call Jen out as a woo girl, as a woohoo oh, girl. <laughs> woo! <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of story that woohoo girls have. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, she, I'm sure her, when her friend was getting on the table, at some <laughs> point she yeah. was not discouraging it. And at some point there was some right. woohooing going on by her probably and true. her friends, which is really tough to take. Yeah. <laughs> um I I'm going to sound sexist here. Uh-huh. Uh but but there's something about something about being a male that makes that woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> harder seem seemingly harder to take for 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 men than it is uh for women. And it sounds like that that bouncer or, or doorman or whoever it was that that booted yeah. her had very little tolerance for the woo girls. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because you don't—I mean, someone standing up on a table in your restaurant or your club—you're—you're uh, yeah. going to be closed next week when she falls and and right. cracks her head. Yeah, it's scary. How did that even become a thing? Like, is that—is yeah. that women reacting to like stripper culture or what is that? <laughs> like, I don't know how that started as a thing. 
I don't know, but I'm um, glad I, I started getting out of that scene before it really started to become yeah. a thing. And it's, yeah. it seems like all, uh, anytime you listen to a podcast with a comedian on it, all, all they can, their their biggest complaint is when a group of women, particularly like a bachelorette party, yep. comes in and it's just like, oh, yep. woo, yeah. woo. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, that's very true. Um, um, there's a there's a great um, act here in town in Seattle called Dina Martina, and um, right on the ticket page it says no bachelorette parties, please, because oh, she's amazing. just not having it. Right. Just that's, not that's having great. it at all. Just yeah, it, it is great, front. and I get it. Like I never thought about it until then, but that put the thought in my mind, and then ever since then I've heard comedians say, "Oh yeah, bachelorette parties the worst, so stupid." And I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, um, the Nobu story. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember her telling that. No, I actually don't either. Um, I don't remember that. So yeah. did that, did she actually tell that on TBTL? Cause I think they thought that they had or something. Cause I, yeah, mm. I wanted to check with you because you would Dang. know if they told that story. Cause it was all, it seemed all fresh to me. Johnny Knoxville's Nobu. I mean, I've, I've Jeez. walked by Nobu. I think it would have rung a bell with me. I would say, Oh yeah. I had a friend who got tossed out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I might have to look in the archives on that one because it didn't immediately ring a bell either. So, but yeah, maybe they had recently told it, but I don't know exactly what it was. And it was because Johnny Knoxville was there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like they're protecting his ears from what it sounds like Jen was trying to sing like Celine Dion. Right. She was probably come out of the show or some of the posters because they're ubiquitous in Vegas. You know, probably she was doing doing her Celine Dion and and maybe Celine Dion singing Priceless Granite or something. And they they were trying to protect (laughs) Johnny Knoxville from yeah now i'm determined i'm gonna have to figure out what this was i'm gonna have to delve in yeah either they talked about on tbtl or we need to get the story yeah from jen next time we next time we have access to jen yeah totally yeah jen's been around man she's been to the ivy nobu rainbow room i haven't been to any of those places no no i haven't either i don't have that kind of cash neither does she because she gets herself thrown out before she has to pay (laughs) the bills so (laughs) I guess not. Damn. (laughs) And then one more place she gets thrown out of. The Fiddler's Inn. Are you familiar with that place? No. Neither am I. It sounds sounds like it's it was it's somewhere in um somewhere near the UW. Wedgewood. Wedgewood. Right. 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 The next neighborhood over because it goes UW like Ravenna, Wedgewood. I've never seen or been to the Fiddler's Inn, much less been thrown out. No. Uh, and <laughs> sit on my ass. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> they set her on her bottom. <laughs> and it was an open mic night. She said she was there to see the mummy. I can yeah. I can only assume it wasn't like a open mic for comedy cuz when you when you say open mic I immediately I assume comedy, but, but then oh, she right. talked about how she was booing some some couple who was who were really bad at playing their instruments and singing or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
I I love that this happened too because Jen is pretty anti booing. Um, so yeah. I like that Luke pointed that out. But I and I joke about booing all the time. Like if somebody says that they went to some someplace and were subjected to like a super boring PowerPoint, I'm mm-hmm. always like, oh, did you boo? And that's just funny. But like, how are you going to go to an open mic in Wedgwood and boo? Like, you should boo yourself for going in the Mm -hmm. first place, because what are you expecting? Of course, it's going to be terrible. But, you know, I mean, there's a these are amateurs who have a dream, you know, like and they just need to get their music out. And yeah, maybe they're bad at doing Indigo Girls or whatever. But you're going to go there and boo. Like, come on, man. Like nobody booed her when she was at the Rimrock (laughs) not singing Mustang Sally. (laughs) How are you going to boo? If you start booing and get and get thrown out, you're going to miss the the mummy's big bluegrass <laughs> performance yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh it's <Where> so he... <laughs> great <laughs> I wouldn't let the mummy anywhere anywhere near my restaurant I'm right. sorry <laughs> yeah. he would be taking anything not nailed down um, oh. <laughs> I I will tell another story on myself for my own bad behavior I've oh, never good. been I've never been thrown out of anywhere I mean I've I've left places when my boys have been thrown out, you know, like ah. when fight when fights happen and whatever, and you gotta you gotta leave or oh, whatever. God. <clears throat> yeah, because I was in a frat, of course. I'm uh, been to been to bars with guys who get in fights. Yeah. Um, but me, one of the benefits, um, Phyllis, of being a low energy person, especially mm-hmm. as a guy, is you have no interest in fighting. Anyone, yeah, right. Ever. It's yeah. like it's like you really have to insult someone in my family, you know. Yeah. <laughs> wife or child and those those are the only times i've really come near to fighting that and like playing basketball or whatever but like just in a bar or whatever i'm like i'm sorry what's the upside of me engaging in a fight here no i'm not gonna do it so yeah so good part of low energy never want to fight yeah um so i haven't been thrown out of, of of anywhere but um this story also involves uh Seattle radio legend Bill Radke, but he's blameless. Mm. He's blameless on this one. This was um, was a few years out of college, and Bill had come back to Seattle from Orlando. He was working in public radio, and he decided to do a change of career, and he was going to be a stand-up comedian, and he was very successful. And he was like, I think he won a couple competitions, Seattle and some other city, um, you know, stand-up comedian, uh, titles or whatever and he yeah was he head- won the seattle one twice right he's very accomplished as a stand-up comedian and and yep. he was headlining a show at this club in bellevue my old stomping grounds and um yeah w- i decided that you know we were we were going to go to the show so i got a bunch of my friends together we had a uh, party at my house you know we had a little pre-function at my house and then we went over to the club in Bellevue where Bill was headlining and there wasn't a middle, but there was an MC who, who had, you know, quite a bit of material to do of his own. And then he was to introduce Bill or whatever. And the guy wasn't bad and he seemed like a good dude, but I was on my worst behavior as were a couple of my friends and all we really did fellas. And it wasn't enough to get kicked out. But, um, even when this guy told a funny joke, we just stone faced him. You know? <gasps> oh like, no. Like we gave dude nothing. We gave him zero. Oh. And we didn't we didn't talk about it in advance, but it was like we all looked at each other when this guy started and we we're like, 
nah, we're not having this guy. Because <gasps> we were there oh, to see no. Bill. And, and when you do all that yeah. pre-functioning, you know, because yeah. like three hours of, 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 of drinking and getting high at your house yeah. or whatever, and then you get there and you're there to see Bill. And then this guy yeah. comes out. We're just like, oh. you know, we stone-faced him. And then like oh. he'd be in the middle of a joke and I would I just said something like, Bill. <gasps> you know, and oh. then, you know, one of my friends would go, would go like, "Where's Bill?" And oh, <laughs> oh God! So we just no. put the hurt. We just put the hurt on this poor kid. Oh uh, my God! You know, in retrospect, probably you know, because we were all like twenty five or whatever at the most, and this kid was the same. And we just yeah. ruined him oh, and then bill came out and of course killed he would have killed you know even if his joke sucked because we were all his friends you know yeah. so bill's completely blameless but he but he's still you can ask him about that night too phyllis uh oh, you can <laughs> i think he had a pretty good time actually because i don't even know if he liked that guy uh right who knows? but uh he he, he oh, still remembers it like it was yesterday how rude we were to that dude oh that's um, so bad. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to give Jen crap for stealing a pen? Man, get the fuck out of here. Uh, it wasn't my best day. It wasn't my best day. Hey, I paid for my Crazy. drinks. Paid for my food. <laughs> okay. I I was nice to the headliner. You know, we cheered, uh, we cheered him. Yeah, because that's your boy. Come on, man. <laughs> it was our boy. It was our boy. And we were there to see our boy. What are you going to... Who are you? Yeah, I think that, that came out of somebody's mouth, too, at some point. Like, who are you? Oh, Where's God. Where's Bill? You know? Oh, God. Just a barrage of that while he was trying to tell his jokes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, not a proud moment. So No, see, that's terrible. See, so when I, when I sharpshoot anything that Jen's done... Yeah, uh, their fingers pointing right back at me. So right, <laughs> that's right. How about you, Phyllis? Any bad God. behavior on your part? Are you even allowed to talk about bad behavior now that you're on the NPR? Right. Well, I all would the hope way so, to the NPR. <laughs> it would be in the past, right? So uh-huh. I mean, I would hope. Uh-huh. Um, but nothing illegal. I really <laughs> no. I really tried. No, nothing pending. Right. I really tried to think about, God, have I ever gotten the boot from anywhere? And the the closest thing I remember was um, being at a college bar when I was in college and like they were closing and my Mm -hmm. friends and I just weren't moving fast enough. So the bouncer put his hand on the back of my chair and Mm -hmm. I got that nervous feeling like he was going to maybe try to tip me out of it or something, but make it look like I had just fallen or something, you know? And so I remember being like, God, I'm going, you know, like just a little <laughs> bit of that attitude. Right. But I got the F out of there real quick. So, right. you know, I didn't exactly get kicked out. It's just that they were closing. So, right. um, you know, and I got weirded out when he put his hand on my chair. But, you know, he was trying to get us the F out of there and he did it. So, <laughs> um, but I, I don't, I don't remember ever getting the boot from anywhere um so you're yeah. saying you're not the uh bad girl of uh national public radio no not by far you're the good no girl. way i mean i think so i think we're all pretty tame and pretty square um you know like so, i know that that luke gets crap for being the bad boy of public radio but i mean compared to most of us he really is well like, he brings it on himself i mean right look at his business card you should put the back of your business card should be you with like a a halo right 
Yeah. <laughs> that would be cute. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still remember like um, being on, um, you know, one of the first TBTLs I was on on the phone and Luke saying like, don't you think there should be more drinking in public radio? And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, I think there's about the right amount. <laughs> yeah. like There's very little. And that's fine. Because we're tuning in to get some that. news and, you know, the drinking <laughs> is going to probably get in the way of the reporting at it's some gonna point. It's going to interfere. At some point. I don't mind if after they've done the reporting, do all the drinking you want. But when you're bringing me the news, I would appreciate not as much (laughs) drinking. Right. Be sober, please. I was just thinking of uh, calling you a name and that was Goody Two Shoes. But then I thought, what does that even mean? (laughs) I don't know. Doesn't everyone wear two shoes? I mean, good people, bad people. We all try to put on two shoes. I don't. I mean, I don't wear any shoes. But Yeah. That doesn't make me any better or worse than anyone else. It's goody yeah. tissues. That's the dumbest phrase. That's right. It is pretty dumb. Ooh, yeah, goody I mean, two shoes. Well, what are you? Yeah. I'm looking at you right now, pal. You got two shoes on too. What the fuck? <laughs> right. You're like I'm even shoes. more boring than a goody two shoes. I'm like, I'm I'm like right in the middle. You know, like mm-hmm. I like to drink, but. I'm not going to, you know, go all crazy and steal pens and get in fights with people in bowling alleys, you know? No, no. You, so I'm like just, right in the middle there. You abuse your family in private like the rest of us that have any pride at all. <laughs> all right. Just, just say hurtful things until people in your family develop eating disorders. Oh, God, you know? no. That's what we do. Stop. That's what people like you and I do. That's so crazy. No. <laughs> no? You don't do it? Okay. No. <laughs> Crazy. All right. Uh, I, I, I don't want to let you go, Phyllis. I don't. I can't. No. I can't let this end. I know it's it's hard. I feel that way a lot of times too. Like I, you know, I'm like, oh, I could keep doing this forever. And believe me, I'm gonna listen to this like five thousand times. Like mm. <laughs> that's another thing that I don't understand when Luke and Andrew are like, oh, I never listen to the show. I'm like, I listen to my own TBTLs and LRBs all the time. Like mm-hmm. months after they aired, I'm like, oh, that was so funny. I just enjoy it so much. I listen to all of the LRBs that I'm not on. Oh, you don't listen to yours? No. Oh, I, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> I start crying or it's just, oh. it's no good. It's no, no good. it's great. I love it. I, I, um, you know, like I've said on TBTL and LRB, what I love, um, and it's kind of ties into, you know, to bring it all back around full circle. It ties into the stuff you were asking me about before. Like I, I really... I I do have nostalgia for the days when I had tons of close relationships with my friends and it wasn't just virtual. Like I actually Mm -hmm. saw them all the time or I talked to them on the phone all the time. And to me, listening to TBTL and LRB, even when I'm on, like it might seem really narcissistic or whatever, but it it brings me back to that moment and what was so fun about it, you know, and Mm -hmm. and um I just I it makes me it reminds me of things that I miss about myself about those times when I could just sit and have conversations for hours and hours and hours and my biggest obligation was homework Mm. like I just I I love that that those times and you know having that youthful energy where I really could get by on very little sleep and actually go out and run around and you know work at a grocery store for eight hours and then go out to eat with my friends after a full day of school you know like I miss I miss those times and so being able to listen and re-listen to my friends and sometimes me talking like it's just um it's it's one of my joys in life I I love it 
Well, I'm going to re-listen to this one for sure because it will have Good. been so long since we recorded. I'll have no That's idea <laughs> what I said or all the lies I made up right. about Bill. Um, <laughs> and your hot takes on pen stealing. <laughs> You. I am uh, I'm anti pen stealing and I'm also anti giving the pen back. So right, <laughs> I have two two. Those are my two takes. Once you steal it, keep that shit. Yeah, keep it. Keep the shit. Come on. Yeah. yeah come All on. right. Well, uh, housekeeping. <sighs> I'm not going to do a lot of housekeeping here because because oh, yeah. um, I you know I, I I feel like I feel like that's cheating cheating um, the listeners because I have no idea really where we'll be at you know as far as that's what true kind of merch we have or what yeah. we'll, we'll be collecting or whatever at this time in the future so well one thing we can say we know this is early december so do mm -hmm. all your amazon shopping at littleredbandwagon.com slash amazon oh that's fantastic yes consider the wagoneer in your life when you are shopping because if if uh, if they might like a little sweatshirt or some other piece of merch that we do have, then of course you should go to the Little Red Bandwagon shop. So also, tis the if, season. If uh, if you have an eleven who's not into LRB, get them some merch, and they will yeah. just give it right back to you, and then you can. Have it. <laughs> yeah. So make sure it fits you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, honey, I'm a two X. Uh, why did you get me a medium? Right. Uh, T-shirt. Uh, oh, my bad. Yeah, sorry. Here. Yeah. yeah, let me return this for you, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> sure. All right. If you want to get involved with the show, I'm sure we're still at littleredbandwagon.com. Facebook, mm -hmm. you can go to the Stens page or, or our page. Uh, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail is 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And with that, I don't want to cry, so I'm going to get try to get us out of here oh. <sighs> fast. Um, so, um, ad proximum convivium, um, con nice. conwivium, I'm sorry, right. Phyllis. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe we'll see you down the road, but uh, via condios in, until then. Oh, thank you. Thank and we you love you, Jen, I, even though I've been pretty critical of you in this. Yeah, really. so. Come on, man. We do. And, and Phyllis, if you can give us your goddamn best nailed it <laughs> on the way out of here, it, I, I promise you it'll be featured, it will be featured prominently in, in any, um, any future mashup that we have. fucking nailed it, man.